listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, I'm Jared. This is Andrew, and we're back again with the World Watch weekly podcast where we inform you and help you pray for your persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. Now, if you've been following with us for the last several weeks, we've been on a series uh, about the different spheres of persecution, the, the different forms persecution takes. And we call those persecution spheres uh, at Open Doors. And the idea is thinking about the different areas of a person's life that might be impacted by persecution. And so far, uh, we've talked about uh violent persecution, but then we've also talked about persecution and pressure in different areas like uh, pressure in the personal life, the family life, the community life, national life. Uh, and now, today, we're moving on. Yes, continuing and finishing up the series on different spheres of persecution. Before we get to that, I have a question for you. Okay, I will have an answer maybe. How was your weekend? It was good, thanks. Good, what did you do? <laughs> I did work around the house. And what I guess you're probably going for here is, I went to church. There you go. That is what I was going for. Uh, tell me a little bit about, I'm just curious. I've never been to Andrew's church. Um, what If I came to your church on a Sunday, what could I expect? How many people are there? What does the service look like? Oh, uh, I would say it's 1,000, 1,500 people probably at the service that I go to. Really? Uh, yeah. And I didn't know that. Uh, there would be a band on stage. Nicolette, actually, this Sunday was in that band. Nicolette, who is one go. of the hosts on our podcast. Yes. She was playing the keyboard. Uh, but there would be, I don't know, let's say three singers, uh, four or five musicians, uh, loud music. There'll be lights, and they make the stage look nice. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, after that, the pastor will get up, and you know they'll preach. Uh, actually, I think this week there was, they sometimes do like joint preaching, two of them together. But that wasn't this week. That was another week. I'm, I'm just rambling now. This is a insight to our listeners who have maybe just learned. Nicolette and Andrew go to the same church, and I go elsewhere. We don't live in the same city. So there's a little bit of behind-the-scenes information for you. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and you know exactly the point I'm trying to make is that uh, I also went to church on Sunday gathered with a bunch of Christians, friends of mine, brothers and sisters. We sang. It was very loud. My church actually had an outdoor meeting that evening um, quite freely. It was very enjoyable. And as we talk about pressure when it comes to church life, uh, what we're talking about is the question of how free Christians are to gather and worship, a freedom that we enjoy quite easily here in Canada. Right, and this is the final sphere. The final sphere of persecution, Pressure in the church life. Pressure in the church life. And yeah, it's one that we don't experience at all and can easily take for granted. When we talk about pressure in uh, the sphere of church life, what we want to think about is just how that impacts what it means to gather as the church. Um, In an earlier podcast, I think the Violent Persecution podcast, I mentioned that Uh, I I think when people think of persecution, violent persecution usually comes to mind. 
I would like to formally amend that statement. In doing research for this podcast, I think when you just say the word persecution, violence does come to mind, but also the question of can someone go to church is maybe the other thing that sort of comes to mind right away. Yeah. Are you allowed to go to church? Right. So most people, when they think of, oh, a country where the church is persecuted or where Christians are persecuted means that they experience violence and they're not allowed to go to church. That would, I mean, we're generalizing, but my yeah, guess, that's what a lot my of guess people, is that would be sort of what, what people think. I mean, of course, if, if you've been following the series, that you're, you're beginning to see that uh, that's not really it. There's, there's so much more yeah. to it. And, uh, uh, but, but persecution in the church life is definitely one of those more visible types of persecution. The question of whether Christians are allowed to simply gather together is, is a pretty obvious one. Yeah. If it's forbidden, well, discrimination doesn't get more blatant than that. Yeah, I mean, that's religious freedom, right? Like, Open Doors is a Christian organization, but we believe in religious freedom for everyone. Absolutely. And it's like, if any faith is not allowed to gather and worship how they see fit, that is an infringement on freedoms. And, you yeah. know, you, so you mentioned visible persecution. That's actually, that's a good word, visible. And it's worth noting, I think, two things about that. Um, number one, there are times when church life persecution is not as visible and the example that would come to mind for me is china uh, so in china uh, legal churches um, are, are allowed to meet christians are allowed to gather um, but those churches are monitored by the chinese government and there are restrictions on what's allowed to be said and shared within the context of that church and there's restrictions on who's allowed to go yes that's true uh yes 18 and under are not, not, supposed are not to allowed to attend religious services that's right so my point being, just because there are churches and people are there doesn't mean, oh, there, there's freedom. There's yeah. freedom. And the other point, and you, you kind of mentioned this yourself, is that um, we say, well, this is a visible type of persecution and it's what comes to mind. And it's not the only way. Like just yeah. even though someone can, you know, attend a church, that doesn't mean there's no other types of persecution. Right. I've actually, I've encountered people who, say, well, they would maybe question whether a particular given country on the world watch list is persecuted because, well, there's churches there. People can go to church. And, and I, I, I get that. And I, I do too. Yeah, I understand why, why that would come to mind. But the point is, church life persecution can be visible, but it doesn't always tell the whole story. Yeah. And also, there's other types of persecution as well. Right. And, and as if you've, watched, if you've listened along, you'll, you'll know that, right? Like, yeah. um, someone might not be able to go to church, not because church is illegal in their country or hard to, but because if their family found out they were going to church. Right, and that right. would be an example of family persecution. Right, right. so yeah. uh, in, persecution is is very complex, right? Yes. And so, uh, now with all of that said, though, uh, you briefly mentioned churches in China as one example of persecution in church life, and it's, it's a good example. We've talked about the Chinese church on this podcast before, uh, but one aspect of persecution that is prevalent in China is particular in particular is digital persecution and it's been growing as a tool of oppressors of oppression uh and it's it affects the church right you mentioned it the monitoring of churches well that's done uh through technology through yeah. digital persecution and in china you know it's only legal the only legal churches belong to what's called the three self movement for those of you who don't know that and and if you don't go there. If you opt to go elsewhere, then you really have kind of two choices, a house church or uh, online meetings. Now, both of those are becoming 
harder and harder to be part of. Yeah, well, online surveillance means that yeah. gathering online via Zoom is not an option. Mm. Yeah, or, or certainly you're going to be monitored. Yeah. Yeah. That and the fact that surveillance via cell phones means it's harder to gather as a house church, right? And sorry. Smaller gatherings with fewer people, people is a necessity. It's very sad, but it's a reality. Yes. Sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. I was going to say it also goes to show that uh, church life persecution it can sometimes overlap. Like it extends into yeah. personal life in terms of gathering with people in your own home. Yeah. There's restrictions on that. Yeah, it's it's obviously like I said, it's complex. Yeah. Uh, and like we've said before on the pod, on this podcast series, spheres of persecution, uh, you know, they can seemingly overlap. Yeah. Uh, not being allowed to gather in house churches is is a church life persecution, but not being able to meet with other Christians is part of the persecution in the personal life, and those yeah, are there you go. similar. Right? Yeah. So uh, church life persecution. We've mentioned government surveillance. We've mentioned things like monitoring church buildings, uh, house church gatherings. There's one other big element of that that I think is worth um, mentioning. Churches, obviously by nature, are a gathering of Christians. And so imagine uh, a particular group, an extremist group that is wanting to target another group, like a religious minority. The obvious avenue to do that is gatherings of those people. I'm thinking of church attacks. And depending on the country, uh, if there is violent persecution, extremist activity, like I said, churches are a natural way, uh, or churches are a natural target for that. And, and, you know, every so often we get another devastating report about a group of Christians being attacked or killed, and it's often in the context of attending church. That's exactly it. Uh, One prominent example that comes to mind is the 2019 Easter attacks in Sri Lanka. If you've been a longtime follower of Open Doors, we've talked about that many times. Um, But uh, yeah, four years ago now in Easter, there was a suicide bombing in Sri Lanka that took the lives of dozens of Christians who were attending Easter services to worship. Um, that kind of thing is so hard for me to process. Yeah, it's, and, and it's and it's not an isolated incident. No, right? I mean, there's n- numerous ones we could talk about in countries like Egypt and Pakistan, and but uh, I mean, another one, 2018, the bombing uh, was in Indonesia. A bomb went off during a Sunday service. Eight people were killed, a few more injured, uh, and the pastor, you know, was faced with the question of how how do I shepherd this congregation? Yeah, in the light of what's just we've just been through. No kidding. But the thing about the story is that that even through this persecution and this stuff, that God still was at work, right? And so the church actually grew stronger because of it. The weeks following the explosion, about 1,000 people showed up to attend the service. <laughs> I have a quote, quote from the pastor. It said, I was surprised at, the, at the, the enthusiasm of the congregation. Even though they were suffering and facing persecution, the bomb incident did not dampen their desire to come and worship together. I saw a different atmosphere at that worship service. They praised God with greater passion. Hmm. Well, that's it, right? Like, you know, we call this church life pressure. And it is, but what is the church? Like, there's the church buildings. There's even church gatherings in houses or wherever mm. it might be. But ultimately, the church is the body of Christ. Yeah. And things like bombings and things like attacks and shutting down buildings and digital surveillance of cell phones, like, that can 
hurts the church. It can harm the church. It can cause devastation. It won't stop the church. And Christ's church has been growing for centuries and millennia, mm -hmm. despite any kind of oppression that it faces, um, depending on where it is. And that will continue because God is with the church. Yeah. On this church, I will build my rock and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That is backwards. Did I say that backwards? You did. You said, on this church, I will build my rock. <laughs> <laughs> on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yes, that is, yes. Uh, well, I think that's a good place to end. Uh, me making all of the mistakes and everything, but you guys get the point. Um, I mean, there's there's so much more to church life and 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 persecution in the sphere of church life like we didn't get into uh you know specifically targeting the pastor and his family because that affects the whole church we didn't get into you know churches being raided and having their bibles and stuff taken but all of this is is church life and the persecution of the church life but it all as you said it's all about the body mm -hmm. uh, of christ the people and so uh we want to thank you guys for coming along this podcast series and listening uh, if you haven't listened to uh, the five others from this series, we encourage you to go back and listen to them. Uh, we hope it's been helpful, informative, but we're going to close in prayer. And we're going to pray for our brothers and sisters who have experienced persecution in their church life in some way or the other. So please pray along with me. Father God, we thank you so much for uh, our brothers and sisters in China, uh, in Sri Lanka, in Indonesia, and across the globe. God, brothers and sisters who faithfully follow you, God, even at great cost, even when it means being monitored or even when it means it's really hard to get gathered together, God, even when uh, churches are attacked and, and violence breaks out, God, we pray, for, God, we thank you that, that our brothers and sisters continue to serve you, God. And we pray that you would strengthen our brothers and sisters who are facing this type of persecution. God, we think of countries like North Korea where... They can't even gather as a church. That gathering as a church is like getting together with one, maybe two other people. God, we, we, we pray that you would continue to strengthen our brothers and sisters. God, even as they, they seek to gather together. God, we pray that you would strengthen uh, churches who have lost pastors to violence or to arrest this year, Father God. We pray that uh, you would uh, raise up new leaders, God, that you would raise up the church to, to grow together in unity and, and grow stronger in their faith in Christ. God, be with our brothers and sisters. God, we pray that your church would continue to grow, that it would continue to uh, exemplify Jesus to this world. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us on this mini podcast series and in this episode in particular today. My challenge for you is that when you are at church this weekend or whenever you hear this podcast, take a minute and just reflect on what it means to be there gathering with God's children in a free manner, wherever that happens to be for you, and just say a prayer of thanksgiving on the freedom that you have to gather as a church and say a prayer for those around the world who don't have that freedom. Amen. So we'll be back again next week with another podcast. Please remember to give us a follow at Open Doors Canada on all of your social media accounts. Check out our website for lots more information, prayer requests, and more. And we'll see you again next Wednesday. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, 
And for more information and more prayer points for persecuted Christians around the world, you can follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org forward slash pray. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.